How do you do? Hoodaloo, it's Hotline League episode 83. I am so excited to be here. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode tonight as uh, we just did a live show not too many nights ago. In fact, uh, last Friday, just a couple nights ago, uh, which uh, so fantastic, had so many great people come out. Uh, but we're really excited to talk about the end of Rift Rivals and uh, this week's LCS coming up. Maybe a little bit of teamfight tactics talk since uh, Mark and I obviously love that game so much. Uh, speaking of Mark, my constant co-host is next to me. How's it going, Mark? You messed up the intro. You said, how do you do Hootie Lou as opposed to Hootie Lou, how do you do? It's okay. Uh, the, the limerick part should... Well, you, you know, know with the technical of... issues we've had tonight, I am super okay with that one being a little off. Uh, I'm good. I They just announced the Twitch Rivals thing, and Kobe and I were able to say that we were the ones who were going to be casting it, so I'm super stoked. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really cool that they decided to do that. And uh, quite frankly, I'm kind of impressed they were able to do it on such short notice, right? Or not short notice, but like they just launched the game and you would think maybe they'd wait, but it's cool that they're able to pull it out so quickly. I mean, I like this. I like this new Riot. You know, I don't know having an old Riot, but just get shit done. Yeah. You know, flying by the seat of your pants Riot. Yeah. Making your employees work probably way too much Riot, you know? Yes. Well, we don't need to talk about that on this show. <laughs> um... <laughs> talked about that a lot in other shows uh either way i do want to give a shout out to alienware for sponsoring the show thank you so much to alienware thank you to them for last week's uh live hotline league as well that was really fun mark and i had a great time we'll talk more about them uh later on in the show but uh let's see well, i mean so last time so we did do the show on friday then on saturday rift rivals wrapped up we saw uh team liquid was the only team that was able to take a game off of anybody and they beat g2 which was exciting unfortunately then tsm uh crapped out in the next game uh mm -hmm. And uh, I know, obviously, we can sort of talk about... Now, we can talk about the repercussions of Rift Rivals and what it means. Obviously, a lot of conversation um, about, you know, what does North America take away from this? And are we going to catch up? And, you know, even happy to talk about some of the topics that were talked about on last the last episode because, you know, it was like double lift and the coaches talking. We haven't, unfortunately, had a chance to hear too much of uh, all of your opinions. Um, we can talk about teamfight tactics. Mark got a new cat, but that's the old cat that's in front of him. New cat's um, being a little shit. He's in a bitey phase. He just keeps biting. Oh, that's not good. So have you we'll, bought it? Have you too much? Bited him back? No, I I scuff him. Oh. him by the back of his neck fat. Oh, you don't. Okay. Need, what are you doing, you little psycho? You see this? Uh, he just keeps running around in circles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like falling off me. We need to He's get a his butt right in my face. Dude. We need to get a cat emoji just because of how often your cat shows up on the episode. I know. <laughs> Figure it out. Just sit on me, not on my laptop, you little fucker. All right, whatever, whatever. Um, so anyway, there's that that stuff to talk about. Again, uh, as I said at the top of the top of the show, uh, might be a bit of a shorter episode this week, but that's just because, quite frankly, there's a little less to talk about. Um, since we, we had just done a, an episode, but we also have uh, this coming week to, to talk about. And I also am really hoping that uh, we can all talk a little bit about teamfight tactics because uh, I've been enjoying it. Mark and I have been trying to do a teamfight tactics show, but we haven't had a chance. That cat can't get comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah, just okay, fucking there we go. Down, dude. There we go. Um, yeah, I think uh, there was also the Rush news that came out, right? Oh, Rush yes. News. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh, right. It's already off well. the front page. What the hell? Did it get pulled down? I think it. Well, that got announced yesterday. Oh, was that yesterday? Dude, I'm yeah, all it's all there. blurring together. I know. I know. Uh, so the rush news and the Mike Young news, because Mike Young will be replacing. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
What do you mean technically? You see that tweet? Well, I mean, it's more Rush news to me than Mike Young news, uh, but I guess. What was the tweet? Uh, his response to Rush tweeting that he's like a free agent now. He's oh, like, sorry it was like, I'm sorry job. I took your job. Yeah, that's kind of awkward. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I understand that he's not trying to be a, a dick and just didn't realize how that would read to most people. So I don't, you know, I don't hold, I don't, as long as Rush didn't take it, like, dude, what the fuck? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and white knight for Rush, but like, yeah, that's some awkward ass phrasing. Uh, by the way, breaking news, uh, Teamfight Tactics just got added to the Arcade Event Pass. So I don't know if people have been following that, but Fuck. the Arcade Event was happening and people were like, well, it kind of sucks because I want to play a lot of Teamfight Tactics, but uh, you know that doesn't is not included at all in the Arcade Event. And uh, Bellis, who, uh, bro, or who Mark and I both know, did the cat just try to punch you in the face? No, he was pawing at the, uh, the mics. The oh, mic okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he, he commented, he's the cutest little boy. I like how this is like, you're such a grouchy, angry person, but this cat rings out like an entirely different side of you. He's, he's actually a really nice guy. He's just a fucking cuddle bug. Yeah. Well, I think he's not the only one who's a cuddle bug over there. If you just say so myself, like... <laughs> Because you're cuddling with the cat too. That's, um, anyway, so uh, the only thing is, and I'll put it in the, in the Twitch chat right now. Uh, you can now get tokens for the arcade event by playing Teamfight Tactics, which I think is pretty hype. Pretty hype. Um, and I went ahead and dropped that link in there for anybody that wants to check it out. But I'm happy that they're doing this. Like, actually, I will buy this arcade event pass uh, for it. So, um, there you go. Mark, Mark, you okay over there? <laughs> He's being extra cuddly now. I don't know what yeah. That is insane content that we're getting right now. Yeah, I mean, subs to see cat's paw at my face. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, wish this I'm this should have been the people. this should have been the thumbnail. Okay, so we're gonna pull calls. Mark, do you want to explain how the show works for people who haven't watched it for the first time? Yeah. So if you guys have never seen this show before, uh, it is a live call-in show, and I am pasting the Discord link. A bunch of times i got really lazy and just put them all together uh but you can go ahead and join up at the discord once you get there go ahead and post your uh take in the pleb topics or subtopics text channel and then in the voice channel you're going to join pleb calls or uh sub calls and if we like what you've posted in the text channel we'll pull you from the voice channel to the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on do a quick mic check and then you'll be on air discussing whatever it is we've pulled you yeah. for well, we can also talk about the Marvel partnership because I don't think we talked about that. We had Steve kind of talk about it, but if people want to talk about that at all or if we get a call, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, I'm still pulling people, so fill for me. Okay, great. Uh, I have been – I went on a hike yesterday. You didn't ask me how my week was, but I went on a hike I, yesterday. I saw you go on that hike. Thanks for the yeah. invite. Well, I did actually invite you the night before, so I hope that wasn't a sarcastic thanks for the invite. That was a sarcastic <laughs> Because if you recall, you said, I'm going to play only Team Fight Tactics tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Um, so I did stream for like four or five hours today. Yeah, you could have gone. You definitely could have gone. We went with uh, Kobe and Peter and a couple of friends. That was fantastic. And uh, what else? I, it was just nice to have, honestly, it was just nice to have a Sunday off. It was so, so strange. There's the holiday weekend that's coming up, and I feel like I, I can't, you know. That's not a thing I get to have. So it was nice to at least have the Sunday off. Are you we ready? Should, I, we should I have rift rivals every week. 
Uh, yes, go ahead and uh, pull our first first caller. By the way, if you are a sub, feel free to post your topic in the subtopics chat. Moves a little slower there, so maybe you'll get a chance to uh, to get your call in. Thanks for being a sub. Mike Spam is here. Mike Spam, where are you calling from? Still Seattle, Travis. One day you'll remember. I remember, but sometimes it's nice to ask, and it's a it's a habit. Anyway, what uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Proview sucks. Okay. I regret buying it. Okay. So why do you why do you regret? Because I have not used it outside of the first week. Okay. And so I'm like, yo, I'm a hardcore watcher. I watch every LCK game, every LCS game, tiny bit of LPL, tiny bit of EU. I am the target audience for this. Okay. And what I realized was at no point watching the LCS did I ever think, man, I wish I could wit watch the mainstream at half size while I had the POV of some other player on my monitor. So then why did you buy a product that allows you to watch the LCS stream at half size while you have a POV of a player on the other monitor? Because I thought it would be cooler, frankly. I mean, um, <laughs> I... It was so distracting while Mark is uh, messing with a cat. This um, guy is Natsume. He's our new kitty. He's great. a little baby. He I'm bites happy everything. For you. He's a little shit. I'm happy for you. Okay, so you thought it would be cooler, uh, but you just you're generally not finding that you like the idea of watching another like watching a, a single player stream. Yeah, and the fact that I have if I want the cast while I'm watching it live, I have to have the cast in the slot one. That's an issue. The fact that what I realized is there's a lot of cool moments where I'm glad I can look at a player POV, but I have to constantly be switching and looking for people in the action. Sort of like how they, on broadcast, when a cool play happens, they're like, let's check out their pro view so we can see what they see. That's cool. I want more of that, and I realize that's not the experience I'm getting. And then I also realize that I can't find anyone talking about what they're watching in ProView. Oh, as in like you like Twitch chat, uh, but that, there's no way to have that outside of like... Not even that. It's like you go to a post-match thread. When's the last time you've seen someone be like, yo, you guys with ProView, you gotta check out what, for example, Phoenix's view for this game looked like because it was crazy. Hmm. So it's like hard because you'll see something, but there's no like camaraderie there or whatever. Like it doesn't necessarily yeah. feel like a play. Have you, why haven't you commented that? Because. Well, you said you're not I using it. I, I'm not. And then I'll be like, I'm going to check this out because I'll see a play happen. So I'm like, I'm going to go look for that. And then by the time I've done that, well, one, it's after the game. So. It's already late. It's like, I'm not going to stop watching the broadcast. I'll check it out when there's a pause. And then I'm less excited to go into a post-match thread two hours late. Like, hey guys, did anyone see this cool play? Right. Just the camaraderie's not there. I don't know. Maybe this is just, I mean, like, chat saying it's a me problem. It might be a me problem. I just feel like there's no one else talking about how cool it is. So it might not just be a me Would problem. you, what would you like to see differently? So what I'd love, 
and this won't happen because it's technically infeasible, would be like an NFL red zone type thing where it's constantly, where it's at a delay and it knows like, here's where a kill is happening. So I'm going to swap to a pro view of the person about to get a kill. That would be cool. Where it's just okay. a montage of switching between pro views. Or the ability to have, like I said, maybe I want to watch Bjergsen, but I also want the casters. Well, I can't do that right now. And that's, well, I mean, you could, you just have to have the casters in like another tab. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, obvious. I think oh, and I by the way, it doesn't count towards your uh, team pass missions. I thought they fixed that after the first week. Um, I was still having issues with it. Okay. I think, you know, both things can be true. I think it's possible for Twitch chat to be like, yeah, this probably isn't exactly for you, despite, you know, how excited you were for it. Um, given that, like, you know, the things that you're saying you're taking issue with are a lot about the community and the sense of, um, you know, watching as a group, like, you know, it's it's the equivalent, I guess, of like watching game film of of someone in a room by yourself versus like watching in a stadium because there's yeah. no Twitch chat. There's no, like you said, no post-game reaction threat. No one to turn to and be like, whoa, did you see that shit? Other than like maybe Twitter and even then they're probably not. So like, I totally get where you're coming from. And I think, yeah, that might be a you problem, but I think it's also fair to say that like, you know, maybe it does apply to more people than just you, where, like, the actual entertainment value of this product isn't as high as people initially thought. You get to see a lot of, like, the funniest stuff anyways from people just, like, tweeting it out or clipping it yeah. anyways. Uh, and so, like, while it is cool if you're a mid laner learning a matchup to be able to sit and watch Bjergsen in that matchup, which is fucking amazing, it's not like, oh, I want to watch this every single time. It's more like a, a, a beneficial VOD, if anything. Like, it, you're paying for yes. access to really sick VODs. Yeah, I think uh, there's an interesting discussion to be had here. First off, in, in Twitch chat, of course. Like, uh, look, I think I understand in some sense the well. You know, you bought this thing, but then you don't like it. You know, it's it's hard to say that necessarily that's like a riot problem. But in a sense, it also is because I assume you are not the only one having this problem, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they've done a lot of marketing, and quite frankly, this this type of thing has never existed before. So yeah. you don't know. If you like, I, it's the totally the type of thing like fantasy LCS, right? Where maybe you've never played fantasy LCS, you hop in and you you play it for a little bit, and then like by the third or fourth week, you're like, this is not, not keeping my attention. And I could totally see that being the case here, where you know maybe you've never watched a pro view before, you've never watched a pro like this type of thing, and you're thinking, okay, well I'm gonna give it a try, and you try it, and you're like, wow, this is just not what I'm excited about. The big question for me is how what percentage of the audience is having this because I have heard that ProView is not like a rampant success. I, I'm not. I'm not hearing that it's failed by any means or anything like that. But I'm hearing it's not like wildly successful. And if, for instance, half the people that signed up for it don't buy it again next split, uh, that could be an issue. Like it would be an interesting poll to do to find out how many people who have bought it plan on buying it again. Um, and because that would probably mean that ProView maybe is a failure, or they need to repurpose it, or it needs to be cheaper. I don't know, but. Uh, it's a very interesting discussion now, you know, five weeks in to try to understand, like, is this actually worth it or not? It's like, do you know how boring most laning phases are? Just watching one random player? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like, 
it's even more boring than watching a stream um, yes. because you don't get any of the comms, no music, there's no nothing. And then people are just generally playing better, which often translates to safer <laughs> um, in pro LCS than a stream. So like when, when Broken Blade plays Riven in solo queue versus LCS or Viper or whatever, you know, like, they, they play it so differently that you don't get to see like tons of insane pop-off moments like when you're watching your favorite streamer. So I don't think it really even fulfills that kind of um, scratch, I guess, that kind of is, itch. Is like, there a way that they could make it more attractive to you? Like I said, I really just want smash cuts of highlights. Because okay. right now, to get anything interesting from it, for a service I already paid for, I have to put in a lot of effort. But you want live highlights, essentially. Because highlight, when people think highlights, they think VODs, but there's a ton of highlights out there in the, uh, already. Or or would it be better for you if you got access to, like, premium highlight reel that only exists for people from the ProView perspective that you can only get, you know, pops up 24 hours after yeah. the games are complete? Yeah, I, that would be cool. If it's uh. just, like, here's all the cool moments from the day in ProView. Every single solo kill this weekend smashed together into like a five, 10 minute video, you know? Yeah, that would be really cool. And that would be as someone, again, who's really, really, really engaged. I mean, I have a clutch gaming team pass. Like, Yikes. how many people are that dedicated? The, you know, um, you can't, I mean, you can kind of do this though, because if you go to the VOD afterwards, you can see when all the kills happen in the game. And so you can, you can scoot around and like, I know it's not like, I'm going to press play and sit back. But you could, in essence, just open up the VOD and look at all the moments where, like, the action yes, happens. Yes, I could do this, but again, that's a lot of effort. Yeah, I think, I can totally agree. Like, you want to watch cool shit, you don't want to have to find cool shit. Um, exactly. And, and, it, and it is great that they have all these things that let you find cool shit pretty easily, to be fair. But it's it's so much more of a isolated active experience than it is for most sports viewing which is like you kind of sit back and you just turn your brain off and cheer when things go right and boo when things go wrong and you know yell at the tv about the draft like that's exactly that's sports are and, and this is not like i said this is the equivalent of like an analyst watching game film and like most people probably don't actually want to do that uh so i totally get that and i think the problem with any of these things that uh, increases the value of the buy uh, for people like you is that it's going to take effort on Riot's end, and I don't think they want to, like, update the effort. I don't know what goes into maintaining ProView every single weekend, but I imagine a substantial part of that workload is automated at this point, right? And maybe someone yeah. has to manage it and make sure it all is working, but if someone was going to do a supercut of those solo kills, maybe you can write a script that's somehow going to sponge it all, all the footage and compile it together and whatnot, but uh, more likely, it would be someone's job to do that, which then means that person's income is going, or like their wage is going against what Proview's bringing in, which isn't yeah. really maximizing profit. So it's a hard I mean, sell, imagine I how cool that would be for Worlds. It's like, here's all the solo kills of every day from Worlds in a smash cut. That would be worth paying for. Right, but I think uh, it's a large ask to get someone to do that. Um, without you know having the data be like oh that will lead to a for sure uptick in in um in yeah. revenue it's really hard to i think the problem that they might run into is the problem that you end up in a lot of these types of situations where like what if the product is and i don't know but what if the product is not if you're unhappy with it and other people are unhappy with it what if the product is not 
looking healthy. It's not getting as, as purchased as often as it sh should be. And it's not getting used that often. And maybe right now, like, let's say it's breaking even. Do you now go hire three more contractors and spend another 250K a year or 200K a year or whatever to uh, invest more in it and the hope that now this will make it more popular? Because if it doesn't, now you've just made something that was like break even negative. It's just a, it's a tough situation, actually. And I don't know how they're going to deal with it. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I hope it's it's doing well because I think it is a really cool addition to the league. Yeah, I'd be sad if it um, went away for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't know because I, I think I, I can understand where Mike Spam's coming from. And I would be surprised if he was the only person to feel this way. I think it's the kind of thing where people, when they feel this way, just say, okay, I won't renew it. And they don't make a big fuss, you know? Yeah. So it, it's definitely one of those silent problems that you won't hear about. Yeah. Hey, Mike Spam, thanks so much for calling in. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Thanks for having me, Travis. Thanks for having uh, coming on. I always appreciate you sharing your opinions. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Uh, Bat Texan chat says it's legit only 15 bucks per split. Why do people expect much more? It's not about thinking they deserve more content or anything like that. It's just that now that they have bought the product and used it, they realize they don't really like the product. Yeah. It's like, people. you don't, I, I agree that the value is actually okay. Like I, I think compared yeah. to other sports products, the value is fine. The problem is like if I spend $15 on it and then I don't use it, I have wasted the $15. Even if I can conceptually agree, it's like if I buy a, it's like a gym membership for me, like it's just never worth it. Cause I'm not going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unlike it's me who goes to the gym day. twice a day, every day, I get a lot yeah. of value from the gym. Mark yeah. doesn't ever go to the gym. Right. So like, it's, it's not saying like, oh, it's not a good value for people who enjoy it. I think it is a great value, but it's just, there might not be enough people enjoying it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next caller. Uh, thank you so much to Mike Spam for calling in uh, a couple quick shout outs. Uh, looks like Ari Waddle. Thank you for the 17 months. Rora Noah Poro. Thank you for the 14. Uh, C Sears. Thank you for the 14. Applicative Jones for eight. Dr. Manhattan for 20. Ross Tanky for the Prime Calendar Guy 523. Rob Bear Toe for the nine months. Soju Ninja for 13. Uh, Dan Syke for four. Killing You Guy for 14. Bodies by Burt for six. And Wrath of Khan for 13. We've got some more, and I'll get to those in just a second. But it looks like we've got our next caller. Ido is here. Ido, where are you calling from? Calling from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. And it says you are in a game of League of Legends. TFT? Uh... Maybe TFT, yeah, maybe. Okay, well, it says you've been playing for 48 minutes. That's a very long TFT game. Uh, yeah, I like to make sure I get nine units every game, or else right. I hold everyone hostage. All right, well, uh, what do you... Uh, sorry, remind me, where are you calling from? Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, that's right. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So, from Rift Rivals, the argument used to be why EU is so much better than NA was that EU put in more effort and they cared a lot more and it seemed like they made it more a part of their lives than NA seemed to. But after EU, you know, like debatably trolled a lot and did things that I don't think that they would have done in a meaningful tournament and still like kind of made a fool out of NA, I think it's proven that that's kind of not the case, that it's an effort of who cares more. So what I think the issue of uh, why there's such a big disparity is that it's more of a bottom-up issue than a top-down issue in NA. And what I mean by that is, like, at Rift Rivals, you could see the top NA players, like Doublelift uh, and Bjergsen, I guess, if you want to count Bjergsen as NA. 
uh, were standing up pretty well to their lane counterparts in lane. Um, but it was more like the middle of the pack and lower tier players on those teams that were really struggling. So I think the issue in NA is that the NA players don't make enough use out of the peripheral regions like uh, LAN and CB LOL, which is kind of like a new concept, I feel like, that no one really talks about. And in Europe, you have the National Leagues, which is kind of like their substitute for Academy Leagues. And then they also have uh, Turkey, which a lot of people like find their success through, like Caps and Buipo. So I feel like NA, like the lower tier players that are looking to make a break into LCS, aren't putting forth the same effort and are really complacent on amateur or academy teams. Uh, I'm not sure. So I have a couple of thoughts here. I'm not sure the comparisons are fair because if I live in France, I can join the French team. If I live in New Mexico, I can't really join a CB LOL team. Uh, I think the other thing is that, from my understanding, South America as a region is bigger uh, from a player-based perspective than North America. I could be wrong, but that's what I heard previously. Um, whereas, like, Turkey is probably not bigger than EU West. Um, so I think the comparisons are not necessarily there. I, it, it sounds like you're suggesting, like, the DeMontes of the world should go play in CB LOL and then come back. Yeah, I think that's pretty doable uh, with how much pull nowadays, at least, uh, that a lot of these, I don't know what you would want to call it, like riot governments have in getting visas for their player, like work visas. We saw like even two years ago with Xmithy, right? Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean just because Xmithy was able to get a green card. Uh, which, by the way, he'd been living in the country for a very long time. Doesn't necessarily mean that like Demonte can get a Brazilian work visa, right? But I have no idea. Well, I'm just saying I, I don't think those things are. Mark, the other thing too is like you know I think you're kind of right that it's a bottom up issue, but I don't think you fix that by sticking NA's upcoming talent in worse regions. I mean, we can make fun of NA as much as you want, but we still consistently perform outperform these uh, emerging wild card regions. So I don't think Demonte is going to get better spending a split playing in in brazil or south america or, or wherever i think mm -hmm. you know what what happens in these other leagues in in european like the turkey league turkish league and tcl and stuff is that it's actually relatively competitive they are a good region oops i dropped no you're good oh your skype video is weird hello i hello. can still hear you whoa mark, mark come back to me i'm back okay. we F's alive. yeah continue are the Fs from me or is it from you? Is it, we both. I, we're, we're, I can hear you and the stream is up. We're fine. Okay. Well, uh, either way, I was just saying, I think you're right about the whole bottom-up thing, but I think in Europe um, they have uh, better su surrounding regions that they can potentially pull from. And even if it's not a, a whole region, at least like the, the leagues, um, like all these Spanish leagues and all, this, all the different stuff, it allows them to pull emerging players who have a good chance into this league that is the EU LCS, instead of EU LCS sticking their players down there to develop. I think that's not what's happening. I think you're finding players from these regions and, they're, and these other leagues, and they're joining the LCS. And so, like, I don't think DeMonte benefits playing against worse teams for a year. I think, you know, everyone wants to play in the most competitive region that they can to get as good as fast as they're possible. So I don't agree about putting DeMonte elsewhere, but I do think it's a good point about, um, 
you know, where is all this EU talent coming from? Where there's always a next best mid laner or some new up and coming mid laner type thing, you know? Right. Yeah, I like how Damante has kind of become the the monomer for middle of the pack mid laner for bottom of the pack mid laner. Well, it's like native North American talent. No, He's yeah, shown, I get it. I yeah, get it. like it's. I feel like. I mean, but it, it's it's just so indicative of of you know our region's talent as a whole, and you can say the teams have their own fault in stagnating it which i would agree with to a degree but like it's not like oh man there's this absolute stud in solo queue that's just not getting his chance because the na teams are so incompetent god it's like we we have you know insanity we have uh we just brought, brought over scarlet he's technically europe um yeah. a blaze olive we have demonte we have yusu we have these guys we've had our eyes on they've been on top of solo queue ladder for years uh and part of it is you know of course the team's fault but like it's not Nemesis. It's not Caps. It's not Yuzuki. It's it's not uh, Nuke Duck, who has actually been around for a long time. Um, Whipple. But you know, like w we haven't. Yes, we haven't developed these talents, but there's just like there's not as many around, for sure. Right. It, there's not as many to pull from. Even if you were the best region in developing talent, I don't think you would find as many as Europe is able. So if we're working on the basis like objectively or not that eu does have more talent to pull from let's work with that being objectively true do you think that we're on the right track and we just need time to develop our talent because you mentioned a couple players insanity yasui uh blaze olive uh at least yasui has been swapped in for uh phoenix quite a few times i think two or three times mm -hmm. and i think he had you know he had okay games but do you think it's more of that that we need to keep going through and keep being patient where we need to cycle this guy in, he does pretty well, put him back down into Academy, work on it, and then put him back up a couple weeks later? Do you think it's a, a cycle that we need to keep going through of that? I think um, the best thing for young talent development is to put them in a situation where they can succeed uh, with talent around them and they are not threatened to lose their job. Uh, right. I think what a lot of people get wrong is they, they they test them, you know, they put them in for a little bit, um, and then as soon as they start doing bad, they pull them, like Yusui. Whereas I think what C9 has done when they're like, you're the guy now, and then they do have these periods where like, okay, this isn't working, and they need to figure something out, but like, Licorice was the guy. You know, like it wasn't up in the air at all. People knew he was going to be good, and, and they were like, he's the guy. And they did that for a little bit with Smoothie until they were like, you know what, you're not the guy anymore. But they did that with him for a little bit. Once they, they had this tribe period with Bunny and Sneaky, or Smoothie, excuse me, and then they picked him. And then they did a little game with Zazel, but then they're back to him. Whereas, like, this constant up and down thing, you know, like, for, for C9, that never really lasted more than a split. And I still don't like too much swapping. Well, oftentimes you see the swapping coming out from teams that are at the losing. bottom of the pack, right? It's like, yeah. oh... We are uh, zero and four, so we're going to bring in this academy player. Um, and then, of course, they, they lay an egg because they're on a bad team. Yeah. And it, and then it gets it's bad, and they get discouraged, and their reputation looks bad because they're they're on a bad team. I think, you know, that was exactly what I was talking about, or thinking about, Mark, when you brought up the C9 stuff. It's like, hey, C9 had a really good record. They had a great infrastructure, a proven infrastructure, and people like Reaper. And uh, they were able to bring up these players that had been big picks for their academy team for a while it's and it's like well bringing in a mid laner 
instead of you know whoever your all-star mid laner is that's toxic as fuck and uh is pissing everybody off and like being like go we're we're zero five the split but now's your chance prove yourself it's just like it's never uh, the chances of that succeeding are pretty slow or slim so then let's kind of so we've worked through the point of it's not viable for na to have the same structure in talent scouting and upbringing that eu does right but so now we're on this topic of academy is what we have to work with right now and it's definitely not a faulty system but with teams like c9 academy tsm academy tl academy uh there might be one or two more honestly i don't watch too much of the academy league but at least those three have a really solid infrastructure uh all of them have lcs caliber coaches i'm sure all of the lcs staff help out too in academy when they need it do you think there needs to be more development and more infrastructure put down towards the academy league so that those players can be successful one thing uh, i have heard sorry mark uh, the one thing that i've heard is that the academy teams kind of get pillaged a bit where it's like there'll be support staff but if the main team starts to fail the support staff gets pulled from the academy team like basically you would let your academy team lose all split long if it meant you had you know a five percent better chance of making it to playoffs or making it to worlds or something and so i think that's one of the problems is that i've heard from multiple people that uh, a lot of the academy teams just suffer from a development standpoint because the lcs teams can just be such a huge drain on on anything happening there I mean, even even TL, who you listed as a team with pretty good infrastructure, and I think they do have pretty good infrastructure, still had Michael Archeris kind of randomly become their coach last year. And no shade at Michael Archeris, but he's a manager, a good manager, who, you know, because of whatever was happening, ended up in, in charge of that team. And I think the other thing is it feels like some players get locked into contracts because they're happy to get paid to be playing League of Legends, and then they... I mean, Golden Glue would be a great starting mid laner right now, but he's on yeah, I mean, Cloud9 Academy, right? And I so, didn't want to go around listing names. But no, a no, it's fine. I mean, like, I, I, that's just, it's, it's a fact of the matter is, like, it's unfortunate. Look, I'm happy for C9. They've got such a great academy team, and that probably is part of the reason why their main team it does really well. But it's unfortunate that it does feel like we often end up with talent that are locked away in the academy league. It, it probably hurts the strength of the main league. Yeah, I think there's no way Golden Glue should be in Academy. No fucking chance, right. but he's there. And that I wanna, sucks. I do actually want to bring up something that I see in chat, too. Someone was talking about Sword. So if you guys... I'm sure, sure this will be the, the last uh, take. Okay. we got to move on to the next, but go ahead. Say, sure. say what you're going to say. So for those of you in chat uh, who don't know about Sword, TSM Sword is their... What do you want to call it? Like developmental, their youth mid laner, yeah. who is not old enough to play in Academy yet. So I think that is actually maybe the new world of player development is catch them while they're like still in high school, haven't decided on college catch yet. Catch them. All right. We don't need to go down that like road. Pokemon. We need to spot them when they are not yet in uh, in college and haven't decided. This for is a things. difficult phrasing conversation. You're yeah. making it hard to phrase. Recruit them. Just recruit them whenever recruit they're them. In, we, in high school like or. Or support some sort of high school yes. group or whatever. There we go. Yes, because then, so, then, then you have a high school. Then you have like a, a more traditional sports path to pro, right? Where it's like, okay, you can play in high school and then you can go to 
either college or to academy, and then you can go to LCS. Doesn't, doesn't C9 have one too? Uh, couldn't right. say. Uh, they they have had one in the past. I'm not sure if they do right now, but there there has been times where they've signed a third team, which is often right. much much younger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough question. I think you know people who just say like NA sucks because they're dumb. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's funny, but like if we're actually going to talk about it, there's obvi- it's obviously a complex issue. Um. And I don't want to always you know reduce it to oh our player base is smaller because it's it's obviously not that there's a number of factors. Um. And I think, you know, the misuse of academy, uh, not giving younger players a, like, fertile ground, so to speak, to to develop in uh, when they get stuck into bad teams because bad teams are just generally the ones who use new players. Like, that kind of stuff all turns out. I mean, even, even Acadian, who was, like, a great jungler last split was a guy who took a, was was around for years, like years before he really developed into that. And even then now, like he's been struggling with this whole jungle swap situation. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to develop talents, even when they're, they're given good opportunities. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. Ido for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me. Any, any shout outs on our, as we say goodbye. Uh, am I allowed to shout out sponsors or, I mean, my sponsors, Okay, yeah, shout out to Alienware for hosting this uh, great podcast with two lovely people. Thank you. We're a talk show. Uh, We're not a podcast. Talk, talk, what's we the release also as a podcast. We're many things. Ido, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Shout out to Illinois. Yeah, okay, have a good one. All right, uh, moving on to the next caller. Oh, wow, we've got a lot. Yeah, actually, there are a handful of good, good ones. I don't remember the order at all, so. Go, go, go. All right, uh, back to a couple shout-outs. Wrath of Khan, thank you for the 14 months. Uh, free Vanilla for two. Girlish Manage for a whole year, 12 months. Thank you. Uh, Wild LOL for the eight months in a row. Uh, Kitty Thumbnail Inc. Oh, great. Uh, that weird dude uh, subbed and then gifted a sub to Bernie Sanders and then gifted five subs to the channel. So thank you, that weird dude, 25. That's crazy. I'm sure Bernie Sanders will be really happy to have access to my emotes. And then Akron, thank you for the six months. Uh, some more to go, but... First, we got Soju Ninja here. Soju Ninja, where are you calling from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Have you called in before? Yes, under a different alias. That was okay. Tic Tac Toe Ninja. Oh, okay, okay. So oh, I, yeah, I, no, I heard you. Tampa. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're, you're dodging us. Thank you for being a sub. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, um, it's a pleasure to be on the show again, of course. You know, especially I uh, just got a new Alienware M- M17 gaming laptop. Let me tell you, it's amazing. Fantastic. But, uh, did so- you use uh, code Travis10 off to save a oh, checkout? I most certainly did. Most Fantastic. certainly did. Thank you. All right. Uh, my topic was, though, that um, Mike Young uh, going to Echo Fox. And I feel his aggressive play style may be similar to Rush. And that may do nothing for Echo Fox. But what I'm really intrigued is that he's been studying under X Smithy, I assume. So maybe with his aggressive play style and maybe with better decision making, he actually may do good for Echo Fox. I don't have high hopes for Mike Young. Mark? I was trying to be nice. Uh, <laughs> this is your topic. More detailed answer. I, I mean, I thought that we would talk also about you know the business end of it. I don't know. But oh, yeah, yeah, in terms of just how well Mike Young is going to do, I'm not super uh enthusiastic i think he's better than what he showed at tsm i don't know what happened there that thing was a disaster uh i don't think he is that phoenix one mike young everyone wants him to be 100 percent of the time like that's just like yeah he, he was like jeremy lynn you know but i mean I, I actually hope he is like jeremy lynn 
people don't know Jeremy Lin was a basketball player who came out of nowhere and like had one of the the best like five games ever, like in a row at the beginning of his career, and then like kind of became pretty irrelevant. And then like he's a pretty good point guard now. That's what I'd love for Mike Young to be. Smash EU out of nowhere. Everyone loves him. He's not that good, but he's a serviceable jungler, and I hope that's that's what it becomes. But I think Echo Fox is all over the place with these roster moves. They're swapping their bot laners around. They're pulling out Solo, who seemed like their stud. They're getting rid of Rush, who was their big import. Like this team's a fucking dumpster fire, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Where yep. like I don't want to see new players on this team. So maybe Mike Young will become like Jeremy Lin, but this probably ain't the team. Yeah, I mean that's and I that's what I meant. I, I don't mean to be mean to Mike Young, but it's the type of thing where he was on TSM. I know TSM junglers are a meme, but I I just I don't feel like him then switching over to Academy for a short time and then let's go to Echo Fox, uh the team that looks like it's a you know in a disaster state. Um I don't I just worry that that's not gonna do very well. I think the transfer is interesting, I guess. Um I hope he does well. I, I want him to succeed. By no means do I wish him any ill will. And I think it'd be great if like Echo Fox had a big comeback when he came back and then everybody starts talking about him again. And hey, it's great. But I don't know. I just feel like this is a side grade. Oh, wait. Echo Fox is in the chat. I, I think it's going to be great. I, Echo Fox is going to do amazing. Oh, what was that? Did you sneeze? sneeze or is that a laugh? Oh, sneeze. Sorry. Okay. It's wait, okay. where's Echo Fox? Did they post or did you just see their, their I viewing? see them in the, the users and chat thing. Echo, yeah. Echo Fox is going to do great. Um, I love Echo Fox. Don't yes, get me wrong. I'm just exactly. saying that. What are they, one in, one in seven? Yeah. Uh, they're in a tough spot right now. Uh, Soju, I mean, okay, so it, I feel free to rebuttal on us because most Mark and I are not enthusiastic, but you were a little bit more enthusiastic. Oh, oh no, no. I think it's a dumpster fire as well. I just thought it'd be interesting. Like, would he still be better than Rush? But, you know, still no hope for Echo Fox. I don't think it hurts. Like as, as like if I'm looking at it from, you know, Echo Fox fan perspective, I'm probably not upset because something's clearly not working on the teams. So like I like when people try and make moves and swing for the fences. I think their moves haven't really made much sense. Initially, I was like, all right, they'll just use Phoenix and Apollo and Rush and try and continue on their synergy from spring when they made a playoff run. And then it's like, okay, they're using starters because they're not happy with six and they're looking towards the future. And it's like. Okay, their starters are back from before, but they're obviously much more upset because they're getting benched. And now, like, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I like that they're at least trying stuff when they're cl clearly not working. And, I mean, Russia's career feels pretty over after this move. Um, and, you know, I don't mind that both parties are, like, cutting ties before then just being like, you know what? It's over. Just let me out. Yeah. Well, I wonder what's going to happen to Rush. I don't know if we have a topic about that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a bummer um, because I really liked him and I thought his uh, return to North America was really exciting. And now I'm just kind of like, well, that was disappointing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I feel too, but hopefully he just like, I don't know what, what he seems like a pretty uh, complicated person in terms of like what makes him happy and stuff like that. Uh, despite his like happy go lucky nature right. or like, persona um i would love for him just to be a streamer in north america i fucking love watching him yeah and i'd love to see him around at events and stuff like that but it's never seemed like despite how good he is at that that that's what he's wanted to do so i don't know yeah 
Does um them freeing up does that free up an import slot? Does that do anything for them with their roster in your eyes? It allows them to run Mike Young, Phoenix, and Lost. But I don't know why that would be suddenly better. Okay. But yep. yeah, it does give them a little bit more roster flexibility. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if there's too much more we can say about it, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it does get better for them. And I do wish Mike Young the best. Thank you for calling in, Soji Ninja. Thank you. Uh, may I give a shout out to one of your mods? Sure. Uh, Baby Mochi, one of the best mods in the world. Un, un, never, never heard of him. <laughs> Thank Mila? you for calling in. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. It's a joke. It's a joke. Bye. All right. Uh, moving on to the, a little, uh, shout out or the next. On? Oh, yes. Good call. Mark, how yeah. are you? Good. You going to ask how I am? No, you want to know how Nyako is? Yeah, tell me. He's a little sleepy boy. He's a little sleepy boy. Look at him sleep. Well, you know what? He'd probably be more excited. If he was aware of alienware.com slash trap, whose hand? Uh, that's my hand. If he was aware of alienware.com slash Travis, uh, an amazing website where you can buy amazing products. And guess what? The M15 and M17, the new M15, M17s, they're up now. You can get them in lunar light, which is fantastic. Uh, and I believe, let's actually, maybe I can go over there and check it out. But I've heard a rumor there are some additional discounts black friday and july early access you go over there right now you can see they've got uh, an exciting uh, event that's happening their stuff is marked down um you can uh, you can get a bunch of stuff you, you can use uh, travis 10 off uh but be sure to also go to alienware.com travis beforehand because there's some great deals that they're running right now on some amazing computers uh including the area 51m uh, the M15s, the Aurora, the Aria, it's all over there right now. It's got some great stuff. And so this is a big thing that they run in July. Go check it out. Uh, they support the show. They support uh, LCS. They support Team Liquid. They support all these different, they're really doing a bunch of cool stuff. Um, spent a bunch of time with them over this past week because they were in time with Rift Rivals, fantastic people. And they just really care about doing cool stuff for League of Legends community. So I'm hoping that you guys can do cool stuff by them by checking out their deals. Look. Maybe you're not in the market for it now, but just go take a look at them, you know, see, see what they got. And then maybe, uh, you know, later on you will be in the market. You'll know about what they're doing, uh, or you can recommend it to a friend. It helps me out a ton. It helps Mark out. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't see it directly, but it does help him. Oh, anyway, check I it out. Alienware.com slash Travis. Thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Uh, and be sure to check out their new deals. Fantastic stuff over there. Thank you. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. All right. We're going to grab another caller. Off Mark goes. Uh, back to uh, some shout outs. Ollie1, thank you for the 11 months. Uh, by the way, that weird dude 25 gifted a sub to Echo Fox, which I thought was pretty funny. Did that as we were uh, talking about them. SilentBob923, Terminal for nine months. Uh, Fathom.Rago, MrFanatic7, uh, RibbonChew for 14 months. And Hype Love Shack, who just hit one year. Thank you, Hype Love Shack. Dopist is here. Dopist, you've been on the show before, correct? Yeah, I was on the last one. That's what I thought. They all kind of bleed together over time as my mind 
Yeah, I was, I was here deeper deeper last time. Got hard flamed for uh, saying that NA would be top two region next year. Oh yes, yes. Well, good to have you back. I'm excited for for what you got for us tonight. What What do you want to? Oh, first off, remind me where you're calling from. Boise, Idaho. Boise, that's right. That's right. Uh, let me know. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I want to talk about Rift Rivals uh, now that it's over and kind of how I think that Rift Rivals could be improved because I feel like there are some benefits to it, but I just feel like the placing of it is kind of bad and it really doesn't benefit either region massively. The players obviously don't like it. So, yeah. So why do you think the players don't like it? Um, so watching both your interviews, uh, Lokodoka's interviews, a lot of different uh, people like talk to the players. They all mentioned that they really weren't excited for the event. Um, they, I think the EU teams kind of showed some questionable drafts um, when it came to their viewing it as a competitive experience. I, I mean, I don't haven't really ever heard a player except maybe reckless from what i remember talk about any reason to be excited to play for the event or anything uh so i don't know i just i didn't really get the vibe from any of the players that they were really excited about it so the ironic thing is i don't think they're necessarily excited about the games but they do have a lot of fun at rift rivals i can tell you that um they they get excited about it i think mark you've probably picked up on some of that too yeah yeah i think um they are enjoying it the most when they're not on stage. Yeah. Any food, which is ironic, by the way, because that is actually when I am enjoying Rift Rivals the most. Like the content around Rift Rivals was so fun. I was really excited by the stuff that I made, really excited about the Hotline League, but also it's fun when Riot's airing videos that are like Perks and Peter next to each other on screen, uh, shit talking each other. And I actually think it does a lot for the rivalry. Um, so sorry, I know we kind of interrupted you, but you, you said you had some ideas on how to make it better. Yeah. 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 So, um, Rift Rivals, in my opinion, kind of showed us that, um, we can win, I think in international competition, at least when it comes to TL, who I think, uh, showed that they were really strong. Granted, it was mostly on Sonotaric, but I think even in the last game, when they did a straight composition versus G2, they just flat out won. And I think that was really encouraging. Also seeing TSM really commit to an all-in playstyle despite all the mechanical mistakes, but really contest Fnatic um, was also exciting to see. Uh, so I think like it, it has benefits, but I think a better way to implement it would be to maybe make it like a pre-Worlds like mini tournament or maybe part of All-Stars. Um, or like a way you can integrate it into all stars is you maybe like one option would be that maybe making all three um, all star teams from each region or something where like it's, it wouldn't be directly just TSM, C9, and TL. You would kind of do like how we vote for our all star teams. That might give an opportunity for players that did really well, like Santorin last um, split, to maybe come into one of those all star teams. Um, or you could just invite the team straight up and then just make All-Stars a longer tournament where one section's the four fun and then the other stuff would be you'd have like all those three top teams, which in most cases are usually the more popular teams. And then you have some extra players you would also invite that are maybe popular that didn't quite make it into the top three to come and do content and stuff. Um, and then another thing would be maybe like integrate it into the regular season in some way. Um, I don't really know 100% how because we got rid of the third place match and we kind of have i feel like 
if you're gonna like sell at a stadium and have it in one place it would be kind of i just think it would be kind of interesting to do like um something like that maybe where we could do when it's not like either either finals have like some type of meeting or tournament pre-worlds because uh i don't know like maybe like help like determine who does and planes too you could do I, mean, like, I think what you're going through right now is the difficulty in figuring out where to place this event in the calendar which is virtually exactly. impossible if you try to do it before worlds like that feels really random and it's probably not relevant to the tournament and you know these guys want to be scrimming and now they're playing this random thing if you do it during all stars all stars is really fun but it's also supposed to be a fun thing for all the different regions and so you could yeah. have like a rift rivals-esque moment during that tournament but it doesn't really feel the same way it does here like it's just hard because i i feel you that you want to find like the right place to to put it and the right way to put the stakes but it's very unclear to me that there is like an actual good way to fit this into the calendar beyond what it is right now yeah, I mean, that's so. that's why it is the way it is right now is because there isn't actually a good answer. Like, put it during All-Stars, like, it's just going to be the same three teams you saw at Worlds playing again. So it doesn't hype you up for anything. Those teams are going to blow up. Most of them are going to change. they probably already in the process of changing. No one wants their whole team to go there and play an event in the off-season uh, because it just gets in the way of actually making off-season moves. You do it during the you do it right before right after any international competition you've already seen it like five weeks later is pretty good you could argue it'd be better in spring uh when there's just more generic hype and you know your teams haven't gone anywhere yet uh but to me you know it's the same problems in a different place whether it's all, early the only time i could kind of see it working maybe is like what if you kicked off the season with it right i mean that would that would be the best but it's still pretty miserable i think for some of these teams who are like rushing to get their players signed rushing to get them all in time getting all the paperwork done it's getting scrims going so you're ready yeah and then you have to go play in this tournament which people are going to take way too seriously and how you decide the top three teams that go because there hasn't been any any precedents yet so you don't know if you're even sending good teams um you know like it would still be fun but and, and maybe it fits in the calendar a little bit better but then it doesn't really serve the purpose of like our best versus eu's best yeah. winner take all grudge match because it's like well we sent 100 thieves who actually suck we picked them because they were our top team last year we thought they'd be good again they weren't um which is unfortunate i don't, I don't think we would enjoy that that's why i'm kind of partial to it being in some way integrated into play-ins or possibly a cap off after the finals it's it's really hard maybe for korea and china because i know that those are a little whack but maybe in the lec and lcs you could do it as kind of a a cap off if you do the finals for those regions and then i mean i can just tell you, you no pro player as much as they hate sorry to interrupt I, as much as the pro players hate doing it in the middle of the summer or it's like kind of annoying to them you're going to tell these guys after they got eliminated in groups you all have to come together and play this as a cap off after the finals have already occurred and also half those players might not be on those teams anymore because like and they're they're also well, he, oh, go ahead he's saying like right right before worlds right like well he was saying before. either at, i thought sorry dopest were so you I, saying I, before or after yeah i was thinking like after uh the the finals of both lec and lcs so at that time it would theoretically be the top three strongest teams and you kind of do that as a supplement considering we got rid of the third place match uh that doesn't really work as well maybe with lec structure but i mean you basically do it so that guaranteed you have the best teams and it would be shortly before worlds and then maybe you could integrate some form of benefit to because it is like the end 
thing before you start Worlds, maybe like Quiver, Windsworth Rivals um, doesn't have to have their last place team play in play-ins or something like that. That's more I was talking. I just didn't explain it very well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think I like that idea a little bit, but it still has a, a host of problems for me where it's like most of these guys need time off right now before they go super hard in boot camp. People aren't going to be taking it seriously unless it super matters. And even then, um, you don't want to reveal any strategies if it's too close to Worlds. But mm -hmm. if it's too far away from Worlds, like people aren't really going to be playing. Uh, like They'll be super burnt out. And you're not giving them the break that they need because now they're traveling before they have to go boot camp in Korea or something like that. Like For sure. It feels, I mean, like there's a reason that it's in the middle of the split because it's just it's just boring enough around it. Like the problem is if you put it too close to the beginning or the end of other splits, there's other cool shit happening and you don't care about this thing. So you put it right in the middle of summer, which is usually pretty boring and it gives people a reason to care. Problem is now it's in the middle of summer. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I just wish, honestly, I think the only problem with the tournament right now is that the, the pro players don't feel like they need to try hard and it comes across in, the and both in the games and in the content that happens exactly. other than that i actually like the fact that we had a break in the middle of summer split yep. um i i would have much rather had rift rivals last weekend than week five i think it does give us a bunch of stuff to talk about going into next week now it feels like the story around like is teal the best are they not like they showed up I think way it's a more good kick in the pants for the losing region heading yes. into worlds for yes. sure and i think it is it is generally fun i just I don't know. They, they, I don't know how to make it interesting. Maybe you just stick a ton of money attached to it. Maybe there's just a giant price pool, or maybe there's some sort of in-game thing that you get, or maybe everybody gets like give them something to fight for. Um, I and I feel like big, that's what it'd be. I think that'd be a good, good thing. Like make this the like maybe you don't want to crowdfund worlds too. Well, I mean they kind of do. I don't know. But or I, I agree. You have to make this tournament worth it. The losers have to do something really embarrassing. It doesn't even no. have you're fighting a, you're fighting against something instead of no, fighting no one, for something. No it was kind of an afterthought, but what would you guys think about um, maybe my suggestion where like the losing region would have to send their last place team into play-ins instead of I think it's like MSI that is what determines awful. that. It's it's not good because people like it's this this tournament's fun for fans to shit on each other and it's good for pro players to hopefully improve and learn something, but you don't want to mat make it matter too much. thing to make this matter in the grand scheme of worlds uh i really don't like that idea i, I okay. don't think it should i like travis's idea of just make this tournament mean more for this tournament by having a nice prize pool or something um because otherwise it's it's just is this really weird like oh i'm supposed to really try hard for this but it's also at a time where i'm supposed to be focusing on improvement the most in the middle of the split mm -hmm. what am i supposed to be doing now right exactly Exactly. Yeah. We had a little okay. bit of a lag hiccup in the middle of Mark's rant, but I think we understand what he yes, said. Yes, I saw it. Yeah. yeah Whatever. Good. You got me. Um, all right. So, uh, Dopus, thank you for calling in, though. And I think it was a good topic. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Have a good one. Oh, wait. Anything you, you want to say on the way out? I always try to offer that. Uh... No. Uh, sh uh, shout out to Alienware. Hey! I, I, I don't... 
I don't own one. I bought a, a PC from your previous sponsor that will remain unnamed. <laughs> but if I did need a computer, I would buy an Alienware. Um, yeah, I, guess, I think that's it. Thank you so much. Have a good day, guys. Have a good one. Uh, okay, we got three more calls to go. Why are you smiling? What are you laughing at? I'm smiling at what he was saying just now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trust me, I, I have nothing to smile about these. Oh, he's gone. I'm so fucking miserable. Oh, uh, that's right. You guys are still here. You guys can hear me. Mark can't. Um, okay. That weird dude gifted a sub to Echo Fox GG. Coco Sanchez uh, resub for 16 months says, Thank you, Alienware. Just a po' boy for the two months. Purple Ray Q for 15. UCF Xanth for two. And Mark is back. Mark, you missed nothing. Spaggle, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, Canada. Small city called London. London. You know who else is from London? Hotshot GG. Yes, Hotshot GG. Uh, Spaggle, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so, first of all, first time live caller and live viewer i've always just listened through other platforms i love both of your content it's really good well, um, thank you appreciate it and i want to talk about how eu imports will like decrease in the upcoming years and how na will have to resort to unknown talents kind of like scarlet as opposed to bigger names because well, scarlet is at eu or you mean unknown talent from europe yeah unknown talent from europe okay sorry and continue because of the strength of income uh, in EU after franchising and the performance of teams with bigger name EU imports from Europe um, and how NA will be relegated to picking up players from like maybe the National League. Additionally, I think some of the EU imports that we have now that are um, like more popular and more well-known might return to Europe, including Zven and Froggen, possibly Bjergsen with a lot of the backlash that he's received in the past. But I don't think Sven, Jensen, or Niski will leave. And it's just like a culmination of EU's performance at Worlds, MSI, and somewhat Rift Rivals, although I don't think it's that serious. I think a lot of them will go back following like Fibivin and how he left. I'm sorry, Spaggle. Did franchising turn Berlin into the beautiful paradise that is Los Angeles with amazing food? Yeah, I didn't realize they got tacos with franchising. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they could import them. <laughs> on a serious note, that's... You, I mean, you I, by the way, I... I'm talking about importing cuisine. Yeah. You're importing people who make it or the food, or how are you doing this? Um, <laughs> Is this your serious note? Yeah. Uh, no, the serious note was, I don't want to look at the specific, like, who might go, who might not go, and get, like, too into the nitty-gritty. I just want to say, like, European players have been going to and from North America since season four um like amazing came over edward back and now he's back again edward did it that was season three even um you know there's been a handful of european players who come over and back and, and they go back and forth um and there, there's never been a mass exodus you know forbidden did it recently who knows maybe froggen does it maybe a couple do I yeah, doubt it's not like lpl and lck where like the lck players went over to china and then like two years later all went back to lck Right, so I don't think there'll be a mass exodus, um, but I do think you know what you're saying about it becoming harder to get top EU talent might be true. Uh, like, could we have gotten Sven and Mithy if franchising was in place already at Europe? Maybe not. Who knows? Um, 
Here's a question for you, Mark. Okay. Does Bjergsen stay in North America at the end of this year? Because I believe, and I was wrong last year, but I, I thought last year was it, but I believe this is the year where his contract is up with TSM. And then he renegotiates again? Yes. I mean, presume, or he could just, talk to other teams. Who just got a contract extended? Um, I don't Johnson? know. I saw a tweet. He was a younger guy. I don't know. He got a contract extended. I forget. Um, I don't think Bjergsen leaves. Why doesn't do you think he? It's possible, do you think it's possible that Sven would leave? I think it's possible Sven would leave. I think, um, you know, I think he enjoys NA, but I don't know how much. Uh, and I think he wants to leave on a good note. He feels like that kind of person who doesn't want to go out the wrong way. And, like, so far... He has struggled to be the player he was in Europe. I still think he's really, really, really good. And I think he's a great player. But, like, he has those moments, like the Skarner moment um, and stuff like that, where he has these really big mistakes that I felt like he almost never made back in Europe. So maybe there's a part of him that wants to, like, taste victory in NA before going back to EU. Who knows? Uh, maybe TSM's not happy with him and they let him go. Who knows? You know, anything could happen. But I just don't think it'll be like, a, ah, Europe's the better region. They play better. They have more money now. Uh, who would ever want to live in NA? You know, I'm sure some people will go back and we'll get some more people. And like you said, using like the, the TCL and the, like the, the smaller leagues in Europe is not even a bad thing in my mind. Like I actually would love if everyone found Scarlets and uh, Broken Blades and used academy to bring in imports and test them out before they actually stuck them on stage especially younger imports like i love that idea you know as mark, much as i love bringing over febivan i also love bringing over scarlet mark uh sorry uh, just on this topic why do you think bjergsen doesn't go back okay why do you think bjergsen does because i think bjergsen wants to win his contract which he signed for a very long time is now expiring I think he was under contract for, I, I believe the last one he signed was probably a three-year contract. I could be wrong, but at the very least, it was a long-term contract. TSM is no longer the most popular team. Uh, I mean, I know maybe he likes LA, but also does he, I don't, you and I both know, Soren, I don't feel like he goes out very much. Um, you know, like is it, and, and now, by the way, the money could be just as good, if not better in Europe. Like what uh, if what what if he could join Fnatic? What if TSM, for instance, doesn't qualify for Worlds this year, and he gets an offer to join Fnatic, who maybe makes semis this year? I mean, I love Bjergsen. Don't get me wrong, but like, what top European team needs a fucking mid laner, dude? That's what they shit out there. Why would you bring <laughs> Bjergsen over? Who's gonna cost ass loads of money to bring over? Who's gonna need to get acclimated to your team? Like, one, I, I even with better money. Outside of Fnatic and G2, which which teams have money? Maybe Origin to pay him? Yeah, I mean, I like, I guess I don't like know enough out. about the European landscape, but it does seem as though franchising should have boosted their salaries tremendously, and that is kind of what I have heard. Right. So, like, one of them would need to go all in on Bjergsen, but then is he playing on a top team? If he's, if he's going across the Pacific to win, doesn't he only go for Fnatic or G2? Are Maybe. Either of them gonna get, are either of them going to give up their, their mid laners for him? He's I mean, probably... yeah. Are, do you, how attached is Fnatic to Nemesis? I would imagine relatively. He's really good. Okay. I, I mean, like, he's not going to go join fucking Splice. 
I mean, no, no, I just, it's, it's, inter it's just an interesting no, question to me. Chat, I'm sorry, chat, chat's oh, throwing yeah. out some, some EU teams. I'm like, you think he's yeah. going to fucking splice? It's just an interesting vitality? question to me because I feel like this is the type of thing where, you know, every, look, everyone thought Doublelift would never join TSM until he suddenly did. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at a situation with Bjergsen where life is not as good for him as it was before. He's got to be wondering how long he's going to keep playing. And is he, is the, are the glory days for TSM over? I don't know, but like, let's say they don't make it to worlds this year. That'd be two years in a row. He doesn't go. And you just have to like, if then the argument that you're telling me is, well, there's not going to be a spot for him in Europe, which just sounds, I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's just like, it would be crazy for me if like the reason Bjergsen stays at TSM is like, he can't find a spot that he's happy with in Europe. I think, well. Yeah, I think it's not that he can't find a spot for him in Europe. It's just that it's not like Europe doesn't have a spot for him. He won't want to go across the ocean to deal with that on a team that's not good. He wants to join a winning team, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, and if none of the top teams have a spot for him, I don't see him making that huge move to do it. Right. Uh, but, you know, well, the great I'm news wrong. is. Maybe he does join. No one will remember this conversation unless it happens, and then I will be able to be like. I knew. All when Bjergsen signs his contract in three weeks and says, we extended Bjergsen's contract again. You know? Yeah. Also, people said Sven gets by in his glory days. That's that's horseshit. He's still good. He's still really, really good. He's just not as good. It seems like a confidence issue for him where he's, like, stuck on Ezreal, even though, like, his history, he's played other champions like Caitlyn, and he's performed well. But here in North America, he's been relegated to just playing Ezreal every game. I don't know if it's a meta problem or if it's something else, but it seems like confidence. He's played three games of Sona, three games of Sivir, three games of Lucian, two games of Ezreal, two games of Caitlyn. I'm looking more back to like last split. I haven't been able to watch games live. Well, Ezreal was broken last split. That's not really fair. When double tier was a thing? I don't know. Forget it. Let's move on. Hey, uh, so our whole conversation was Europe was Europe. Europe's all going to leave North America. Uh, I'm trying to think if we have any final thoughts on it. I don't think Europe is going to leave uh, North America. European players are going to leave North America. I actually, I was kind of joking, but kind of not, by the way, whenever I said Berlin is going to, the European players who come over here for Rift Rivals and elsewhere, they love it. Um, just the lifestyle is fantastic and the food is great. And I know that that sounds like petty Travis or simple. But, like, people actually do, like, if you've been playing in Berlin for three years and you're kind of feeling, you know, ready for something different and a Cloud9 or a TL or a TSM hits you up, you know, maybe you're like, hey, this is a chance to live in California for two years of my life. That might be kind of fun. People do stuff for that all, over, all the time. So I think there's other factors at play. Uh, Spaggle, anything that you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Um, just wanted to say that once again, I appreciate all your content. Um, I wanted to say, I do think that the national leagues are something that any team should really consider because like Mark said, they have good players on them. Like they brought over Scarlet. I know that leader and Larson were picked up by EU teams along with, I think Kire, and they've all shown to be really good in their national leagues and possibly good in lcs i have like i said i haven't been watching much live um and shout out to mark's cat 
and shout out to Alienware. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thanks so thanks so much for the call. Yep. Bye bye. All right, two more callers to go. Uh, let's see. Did we get Kermit, Kermit Sudoku at 18 months? That's crazy. And uh, anti something. Uh, thank you for the six months. I'll just call you anti. Brawler Yukon for 10 months in a row. And Darking for 17 months. Keep up the great work. Love some of the most. Love some of the most recent videos. Darking says love some of the most recent videos. What the fuck is that? Flowsy is here. Flowsy? Flowsy? Yeah, Flowsy. Flowsy. Uh, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Um, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Oh, another Chicago caller. We got a lot of Chicago yeah. folks on uh, recently. Hey, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I want to bring up something that I thought was really interesting from the live hotline league this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and it was what Grabs was talking about briefly about how all the players on G2 really like respect each other and uh, that they think that they're like the best in their own respective roles and how that's sort of, you know, obviously the best part of that is that they are literally the best in their roles, but just on a interpersonal like team building level, uh, it's hard for them to be truly toxic to one another because uh, if they flame each other at the end of the day, they're like, okay, but know your shit because you're super fucking good. Um, but I feel like the opposite is really common in NA, especially with how many like that we import and how they have these huge storied careers. Like we import all these world's champions and then bring them to teams like hundred thieves or echo Fox or whatever there's like this dynamic that is created where you have one person who is super good and has this incredible career and then you'll have like Saligo or some shit in the mid lane okay it creates a dynamic right where it's like bang is flaming someone and then everyone's like well we have to listen to bang because he's probably right because he's super good and then it's just like NA that are importing Korean imports, like it's got to be super toxic by default um, because no one feels comfortable flaming each other on like teams like G2 or Origin or Fnatic where everyone feels like. And then I guess the closing thought to this whole ramble, and I'm sorry I'm taking so long, is TL and maybe 2017 TSM might be the only teams that have had that vibe of mutual respect like i can't think of very many other na teams where everyone was like oh yeah so your main argument is north america is incapable of building teams where everyone can feel mutual respect for each other because there's already strange balances of power on those teams it yes exactly like. that um uh muted Sorry, I'm muted. I was I was trying to respond to that. No, no, go uh, ahead. Can you give me some other historical examples of European super teams that ha didn't have balances of power issues? Um, I feel like some of the fanatic, like, um, like when Fabavin was over there. And yeah, like... what were the 2015 European so there's teams? The, there's the 2015 Origin mm -hmm. and Fnatic, which are both very good. Yeah. Uh, then you had this one, and then maybe you could argue 2018 Fnatic. So what, four teams over the course of eight years? 
you know, I, I don't really think this is an EU or NA or any specific team problem. I think it just speaks to yeah. how hard it is to find five of the best players in their region who don't have to look across the, you know, the rift at someone who's going to play better than your top laner consistently. Right. You know, right. like every team has had this struggle. Uh, every region has had this struggle. It's, you know, for, for, for NA, like you said, you had super team C9, and even they argued a lot, um, but, you know, they all respected each other. You have super team TSM in 2017. You have TL now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, what, we've had three, they've had five, I guess, in terms of super teams that should be able to get along great, but sometimes still don't. Uh, it's not even a Western problem. It's a fucking five guys trying to compete to be the best in the world and having differing opinions problem. It's not a cultural thing. Uh, teams have these problems on SKT. They've talked about them before. Talked, read a Piglet interview or a Coma interview about this stuff. It's just what happens when you have five people playing a very difficult game. Um, yeah. And I think when you do get the rare occurrences where there is legitimate mutual respect between all five members, that's when you get to see really incredible things happen, which is what's happening with G2. But I think it's weird to take that lesson and be like, oh, all the rest of the world needs to do is also build super teams. You know, like, yeah. not really a blueprint that you can just follow. I guess when you when you repeat it back to me like that, it does sound pretty fucking stupid. Like, well, no, <laughs> I'm, not, stupid. I'm not trying to make you... Yeah, I don't I'm think it's... Saying, like, I think, I think it's important saying. to recognize that, like, this is... This is the exception, not really the rule. Like, it's very right. hard to crack. Like, even TL last year, which was a great, fucking great team, you could tell that there were problems between Ole and Doublelift and, and Hobelter and the rest of the team at interna international competition. Like, cracks form, and it's just very natural. It's super natural, and it's about how well you can work despite those. And when you do get the super team where it's TL and everyone's super good, and even then, like, if, if you hear them if you get them drunk and get them talking about their teammates they'll flame some of them sometimes for fun you know like even on the super teams um you know but it, the important thing is when they get on stage they trust each other and, and, and let's be clear mark gets players drunk all the time and gets them to flame their teammates that's his hobby not on camera as much as i want to <laughs> yes i know <laughs> i don't <laughs> at first i thought you were saying not on camera in a, as a defense and then I realized you were saying it is a complaint. You're like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't do it on camera. And it's frustrating that I don't, you know, it's just, that's great. Um, uh, but yes, I do. I do agree with Mark here. I think what the other side of it though is, it is a, you know, uh, we've seen super teams fail, but when they don't fail, I think this is a huge advantage because you just have all five of these guys and they all know that they're super good. And that's what allows it. You know, it's like this buff that you get. A buff yeah. very similar to the type of buff you would get from a game mode in League of Legends that and, Mark has told me I'm not allowed to make jokes about. Yeah, you're not. And, and to be fair, I think, you know, teams can win without having the 100% greatest five players in their role every single time. Because like Travis was saying, super teams have failed in the past. You've had very successful teams that were playing around a specific player, H2K, for example, when they were using Forgiven, like it was built around him and he has a strong personality and, you know, it was fine. 
for the most part. No, it in, wasn't. In the, <laughs> was like, the shit I heard was like they had to quarantine him off for the rest they of the team. They made semifinals at Worlds. It's, it's workable, I guess. Okay, I just no, fine is fine. not the way I would describe fine, that that situation. Right it's workable. You can win and do well with with imbalanced. Yes. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess like uh, obviously a super team is super hard to assemble and then like the next step is then like it's a super team where everyone like g2 does or maybe tl does now um so i guess like the to tweak my question a little bit more because i am interested especially since well we have to Mark we have to wrap up so just go for it quick sorry um like a team like tl with piglet um how does how like I have to imagine part of the dynamic there was Piglet just thinking that he was a team full of like people that didn't really fucking get it when you know he's Piglet. Here, I'll I'll let Mark handle what it was like working with Piglet. Mark is I grinning mean, right now because he knows. I mean, I don't need to spill any tea. I'm just gonna say that like, yeah, it's hard when people don't respect their teams, and those are usually the teams that seem to blow up out of nowhere despite having plenty of skill on the roster. You know, it's just yeah. a negative spiral you go down. And and that definitely happened with that roster. 2015, TL was one of the most talented rosters in the league at the time. And despite finishing first in the regular season, we had pretty bad internal issues that yeah. held us back from our potential. Great answer. Hey, Flozy. Uh, wait, how do you say it again? Flozy. That's what I thought. Okay. Hey, Flozy, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, do you have anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Yeah, uh, shout out to all your content, both you and Mark. And uh, I really appreciate the, your coverage of BlizzCon last year, actually. It was really super interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, I my, like... my Normally, I feel like my league audience doesn't watch my BlizzCon co content. No, and, so. and totally. I, I think they will continue not to, and that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, it, I thought, like, the story about with CU and stuff, I, I had no idea about, uh, like, the WoW tournament stuff. And I thought that was, like, kind of interesting. But... Anyway, yeah. thanks, dude. Have a good yeah, one. Take care. Yeah. Thanks. All right. One final caller to go. Oh, wow. I, I'm trying to find... Oh, Mark left. But uh, if you guys could tell me who has tank tops, I've been trying to get outdoors more lately, and I will wear team tank tops because I didn't have any tank tops. I bought one yesterday, actually two days ago, and it's really refreshing here in LA to wear a tank top. Bobby is here. Bobby, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm from Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas. Yes. What's it like there? Um, Paint me a picture. Very hot. Hot. Is it? Is there grass or is it mostly dry? Uh, yeah, mostly grass. A uh, lot of cows. A lot of cows. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, dopest kind of already touched on it, but I was thinking like. Rift Rivals could have more Worlds implications. Um, maybe like the winning region gets an extra slot to go to Worlds. The Rift so Rivals like, conversation. Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, everyone was saying that teams just kind of don't really care about it. Like, subconsciously, they might not. So even if Rift Rivals, like, if we could make it to where, say, the winning region gets a playing spot, so they have four teams that go... I think they would care a little bit more just in case they don't do well in the summer split. Yeah. I think, uh, by the way, I see somebody in chat saying this is the same take as before. 
yeah, no, it's I, not. We didn't really talk about this. We didn't really, we talked about, you know, what could you do, but we didn't really talk about, you know, what this, this specific thing. So I'm happy to have the conversation, especially since we just got done with Rift Rivals and you guys in chat who uh, aren't happy to have that conversation can go. Wait, oh, hang on. Wait, where is it? Uh, you can go yourself. Did that work that time? Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. Okay, thank yeah. God. I haven't used that button in a while. Anyway, uh, okay, the only concern I have here is uh, that then we're sending 40% of our teams to Worlds, and that feels not very exclusive. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, are we? we're getting one of their spots. They only send two, right? Um, I was just thinking maybe like add another play-in team. So not necessarily take away from another region, just restructure it to where another slot gets added. Are you doing this for every Rift Rivals team as well? Because um, there's a Rift Rivals yeah, team like, across the globe, right? Yeah, so um, the Chinese one, the China, Korea, and LMS one, that kind of messed up for me because they added Vietnam. But if they did just those three, they could have, like, say, their finalists. Uh, instead of having one slot, they could maybe have two slots. So, like, if you win the semifinals and then you get the bye in the Rift Rivals, like, say, China uh, did really well in the group stage, they get the bye. They also get the slot, and then Korea beats out the LMS team, teams in the semis, then they also get a slot. So maybe it could counter out that way. Uh... I just, yeah, it feels like... Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, you, you go, Travis. I was going to say, I just... I feel like Worlds is so fucking big right now. Uh, it's like, it goes on forever. There are a ton of teams. And by the way, as these other regions start to come online, like Vietnam and others, like you're going to have to give them more access to it as well before you... Pr probably before you give North America like a fourth slot. So I think that's my big concern is like... I think oftentimes anytime there's a situation in um, in like a tournament or whatever, it's like, well, wh what if we added another thing to Worlds? Or, or oh, actually, we want to use uh, best of three in the group stage or whatever. And I'm just like, please, like, I want to downsize Worlds. I don't even want to make it bigger. It's just such a pain in the ass. So that is my biggest concern with uh, this, is now we're sending 40% of our, our league, potentially. And... Um, you know, or Europe is, and uh, you know we've got even more teams, and it just seems like it's a huge problem. Yeah, I think you have to if you want to add worlds implication to this, you have to be able to do it without inherently changing worlds, unless you know, like Travis saying, you're slimming it down somehow. Like, uh, the loser of Drift Rivals only sends two teams. Sorry, you suck. You know, like, but even then, I, I wouldn't really love that. Uh, you just feels like all right well maybe we're worse but like maybe we're better than you know the other half of the world so like just because we're worse than europe who might be the number one region right now we we have to send out one less team that feels weird i think uh, mm -hmm. uh i just think that like it would be kind of cool seeing like the fourth place team play uh like say vietnam's representative i think it would make plans a little bit more interesting at least for the west yeah, but you have to do it symmetrically. So if you're making something more interesting for the West, mm -hmm. you have to make it more interesting for the East. Otherwise, why why would we get to do something that you don't, you know? It has to be symmetrical. And then you start introducing all these extra teams. You're changing worlds, and you get this horrible knock-on effect. 
Here's an idea, Travis. Tell me how dumb this is. Okay. Winner of Rift Rivals has the ability to swap pools with anybody. With anybody? Well, with like the the people they beat, right? And it's and who is it? It's the first seed that gets to do this. Uh, the any first seed, the, the first seeds seeds can swap, the second seeds can swap, and the third. I would have to think about this more. Hold on, because yeah, if yeah. I'm in a group with NA and EU, I can't take my EU. I can't put take the NA team spot because then there's two EU in the group. So, so they can swap, swap with both. their own region. So if if so, and it was so the first seed could pick either the second seed or the third seed and swap into their group. Right? Yeah, but that's only helping the first seed, right? You want to be able to help the whole region. Well, there's I don't think there's a way to help the whole region. And theoretically, by helping the first seed, you are helping the whole region. You're just not helping all the teams. I mean, it, it gives you a reason to want first more, as if you needed it more. Yeah, but it's like but, you... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's crazy in a world where you're like, the teams can just rearrange themselves willy-nilly. Because as you said, you have to start doing it symmetrically. So it's like... Europe and China get to rearrange themselves all over the place. And, like, and... and people are just shifting, shifting, yeah, yeah. like... Can you imagine... Like... You know how fucked up the <laughs> group draw so show fun. is right now? Imagine what that group draw show would be like. And we're we're receiving word that LPL has decided to swap, but Europe wants to swap in this direction, and we're... It's like they were trying to dodge IG, but they actually ended up in the same yes. group. Yeah, exactly. Like, isn't that IG, awesome? IG that chased bad? them to their group. That um, you asked me to tell you how dumb that idea is. It's really dumb, Mark. I've got to just. What is, but how fun is it? How what is the dumb to fun quotient? On maybe that? maybe they should be able to to do something at All Stars. I don't know. I mean, if Rift Rivals is the for fun thing, maybe you you attach it to All Stars somehow. I don't know. As in, like you you have some effect that happens at Rift Rivals that goes to All Stars, or or One maybe team gets put in the the Holiday Inn, and the other people. Yes, get put in, I was just the, about the to say that. Yeah, I was just about to say that is like, yeah, you get a, you get sweets or you get uh, shitty hotel rooms or something, and they create content yeah. around the shitty hotel room. Although I don't know what hotel what brand would be excited to let the cameras come in and be like, oh, we're at the Motel Six. Great, con Bobby. Was this the oh, conversation oh, you were oh, hoping oh, to have with us? Um, not really, but it turned out well. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's you know I get that a lot. Um, in my That's life. Yeah, that means you you have good content. Is is this relationship going well? It's not what I wanted, but it's turning out okay. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Mark's girlfriend says to him all the time. Ah, uh, Bobby, thank look you so my, much. Look at the cat. All right, look at that cat. But that's not your cat. That's her cat. Hey, look at this. Look at this cat. Look you at our cat. The cat is irrelevant. You were you had no effect on that cat being there. Your relationship is he a turned away. sham. Uh, Bobby, anything that you want to say as we say goodbye? Um, shout out to Alienware. Uh, shout out to Mark's cat. And go Cloud9. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you. All right. The cat has returned. He responds to, to me. Yeah. Uh, that, I really like that cat. Kobe asked me... If we should get a cat, because we were dog sitting, uh, or I was dog sitting for two weeks. And at the end of it, he was like, oh, he was like, oh, kind of wish we could get a pet. And I was like, actually kind of okay with the idea for the first time in a very long time of getting a cat. Did uh, I see a picture of you with a cat? And I was yeah, like, Broden's like, cat. Get off, my, get off my Twitter game. That's my move. Just yeah, Broden's cat. cat. The problem is I think I'd really want, what are the downsides with that cat? 
honestly, this cat doesn't have downsides other than typical cats. Okay. Which is like, you know, he wants to be fed in the morning. will meow at you if you don't feed him. And uh, But you can get yeah, an automated thing that just feeds the cat at a certain time. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be super lazy, you can get something that automatically scoops the poop and automatically feeds them at certain intervals. And yeah. You can get something that automatically cuddles the cat if you don't want to do that. Yeah, yes, yeah. You... Yeah, that, that <laughs> automatically cuddles the cat, that would be Kobe. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely me. times where he, like, wants attention, but I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Uh, but honestly, it's not bad. He's a, yeah, he's a he seems really well-mannered. Broden's cat will be super sweet, and then, like, last night I was petting the cat, super friendly, just purring, everything's great, and then suddenly just freaked out and bit my arm. And, like... Pet it wrong. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, that's what Broden told me. He's like, after you hang out with this cat for a long time, you learn that there are random spots on the cat that are not allowed to be pet. Um, no, this dude doesn't give a shit. You fuck with his ears. He's cool with it. Yeah, he's no, exactly. He's he's, he's into like it. He's yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Can I just yeah, have don't. that cat? No. <laughs> Ashley, how much do you want for it? I've got an entire half. A lot half of work e into making him the best cat ever. I've got an entire half a year's worth of Mark Zimmerman day rate invoices sitting in my bank account right now. So Wait, you're gonna pay me with my own money? Well, I'm just saying you're not taking it from me, so it's sitting in my account. Uh, so you're I can gonna hold my cat hostage so you can pay me. Yes, I don't know if that's how that works, but by the way, can you send an invoice because it's been a while? Yeah, look at this. Look when, this let's find out before the show ends. Let's find out the last time Mark Zimmerman sent me an invoice for this right, because right now. he likes to just wait until I'm like, cool, I've like booked this and everything's good, um, and then, uh, you know, it it's then Mark's ready to then I need to pay him and then I just have no money. Okay, the last time you invoiced me was February nineteenth. How long has it been? How many how many months is that? Almost five months, Mark. Mark, do you know how much money, money I have is? to pay you? <laughs> do you have it? Are you ready for the invoice? <laughs> do you need some time to get the funds together? I know how much it is because I'm looking at this invoice, which was 20 episodes. And I, we've definitely <laughs> done more than 20 episodes. And this is a, a lot of money, Mark. <laughs> Do you, do you have the money prepared or do you need some time to get it? <laughs> Send the invoice and I'll figure it out. I'll get the money from somewhere. I don't somewhere. want to bankrupt you, dude. <sighs> I'll get the don't money from somewhere. steal my cat. Yeah. <laughs> what, how would stealing the cat solve the issue you, for me? You were trying to make it work before. I, I, no, I was saying I have a ton of money in my bank account because you haven't invoiced me. Um, and yeah, how do you not, all right, whatever. We should not be talking about this on the show. All right. Thank God for all I'm going to say, guys, thank God for Alienware. Check out Alienware.com slash, uh, <clears throat> Travis and use code Travis 10 off. I need them to keep supporting me because Mark is not good about invoicing. Might be. Mark, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, nope, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, I'll be playing some more TFT. I'm excited to cast the Twitch Rivals show match. July something. I think it's July 17th. July 17th, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. Two weeks from now. Yeah, I'm going to look at the dates exactly because I'm excited about it. 
Uh, it's not a show match even. It's a like it's a. You didn't retweet it. I thought you would have retweeted it. I retweeted Kobe's retweet of it. Uh oh yeah, that's super not good. <laughs> and I have to click. I had to click to yours, to his, to the League of Legends one. July seventeenth and eighteenth. Be sure to tune in and watch Mark Zimmerman and Kobe cast Team Fight Tactics Twitch Rival Showdown. I know I'll be there. They're starting at nine a.m., so I'll definitely be there because Kobe will be waking me up. Actually, I mostly wake up on my own this these days, early where? in the morning, and just stare at you the ceiling. You say you'll be there, but do you know where it is? Oh, you guys are going to the studio. Right, is it the Burbank studio? Because Probably. Uh, it's probably rivals? NGE. I would bet NGE is producing it. And I think yeah, that I they're think in I'd... Burbank. Yeah. Um, cool. And for me, everyone, I've got a ton of content coming out from Rift Rivals. Go If you're watching this and you have not watched the live uh, Hotline League that we did last Friday, actually, I thought that was one of, from a content perspective, at least one of our best episodes ever. I'm I think we had some of our best discussions ever. Yeah, I'm year. definitely clipping out the part where it was like all three European coaches talking to Peter about North America's struggles. Are those somebody else's? Oh, no, those are your feet. Those are my feet. Okay. This is... Normally, we don't show feet unless it's a subscriber-only stream, so... Uh, you like the camera, Nyoko? This has been Hotline League, episode 83. Goodbye.